Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. All righty. It is uh, Friday, March 16th, 2018. I don't know what session this is, but it's me and Eric. We're going to be talking from now until August, so it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got me You got me until August, first week of August. So, And um, uh, so, yeah, so uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I got a couple. I got at least one idea, maybe two. But um, what's more important is what's important to you than it is to me. So um, it's a little bit after 6 p.m. And um, so uh, what do you want to talk about today, man? Uh, it's a good question. I don't have anything in particular. Okay. I tried, it, I was looking at installing Evernote today, and uh, my company is blocking it on my work PC. Say that again? My company is blocking Evernote. Oh. So I can't use that. So i got to figure out a different solution for that. Uh. My notes. Um. Why are they blocking Evernote? I assume because it, it allows you to send data outside of the company network. Mm. Okay. That's interesting because I only use Evernote for with myself, you know? Yeah. But, okay. I have the, uh, you know, the free version. Yeah. So, okay. All right, whatever. I'm sorry to hear that. Yep. <laughs> okay. So I suspect um, what I'm going to do is probably get my laptop set up here with Evernote. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. And any of the other, I didn't do any other homework. And I might have to get you like a homework beast or something. Somebody <laughs> to stay on top of you, man, because it's like hard to get to hard to get to lessons if you ain't. I know. You know, exactly. trying to do it on Yep. So this weekend, though, I have nothing to do. Excellent. So this weekend, I will do work on it. Okay. Any reading about uh, uh, Dr. Glover's uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy? No, I didn't read any more of that one either. Man, if I was there, I would smack you on the wrist, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know what up with that, man? Okay. I know. It seems like I'm busy every night doing other things. Well, that's fine. But are you prioritizing or are you just doing what you think you need to get done like a nice guy? Hmm. Ooh. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a place to go looking. Well, I, I was assisting on several things in which they were holding you accountable for what you said you would do with them. Yeah. But not supporting you and holding yourself accountable to what you're committed to. Yeah. 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 So that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm careful when I assist around Landmark. Yeah. Because if I can't see the value for myself, regardless of what they get or don't get, I ain't doing it. Right. You know, I mean, for me, the value is 
to get more from, you know, that's the power, the power to create, support Team Philadelphia mm. in, the t- you know, the team management leadership program for Team Philly, and, you know, with the possibility of getting some more clients. If I don't get any clients, that's fine, but at least I'm putting myself in a position where I could. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not um, promoting, but I don't mind attracting, being attracted, yeah. you know? Right. So you got to be conscious of what you're committed to, why you're doing something, what's the value to you of you doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you think about that when you are um, asking yourself questions or involving yourself in stuff, you know? Right. Yeah, and I used to, but not as much lately. Okay. Yeah, and so... The, the seminar I was assisting on just ended, so my Monday nights are free for now. Good. And I'm um, in the Beyond Fitness seminar on Wednesday nights, and that we only have one more session. Okay. Then I'm probably going to sign up for another seminar. In... Okay. So, and I'm assisting on uh, SELP is starting mm. next week, so on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I'm leaning towards coming to Philly when Donna's back there next month. Yeah. You know, she I might would, tell me to go, she might I, tell me to go get somebody else a date too. I don't know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope she's uh, still blamed uh, to lead that one. She's still what? She's still uh, assigned to lead that one. Yeah. Well, she is now. Okay. So. Um, so yeah, so that's that. All right. Um, yeah, so you know, as I'm talking to you, what I realize is that one of the strongest, one of the things that makes men look the strongest to women, hmm. is a man of principle. Okay. A man of principle will not bend his principles, so he will stay stable stay committed and come what way, come what may, he ain't changing. Hmm. He's not tempted by temptation, by greed, by neediness, by defensiveness. He's a man of principle and women so love it. Hmm. Even the most immature women see a man who's a man of principle and they don't know that's who he is, but they relate to it. Like it's, it's almost actually it's stronger. A man who's a man of principle, a woman will see him as stronger than the most muscular man. So you could be Arnold Schwarzenegger times two, but if you're a man of principle, you'll look stronger than any muscles you will have. And, of course, they're going to love the muscles, too. But <laughs> and, uh, I will talk about, you know, your fitness training in a minute, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't forget. So, um, you know, you being a man of principle will have you disagree with a woman once in a while. Mm. And she'll argue with you and try to make you feel bad. It gets you to change your mind. Yeah. 
And then the next day, you know what she's going to think the next day? Wow, he's strong. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> See, if you blow, if you break your principles to a woman, what you just did was you made her feel unsafe and insecure in a relationship with you because you ain't reliable enough. You're not strong enough to, to stand your ground. Yeah, okay. So they'd rather you blow her off than to cave in. I know it sounds counterproductive, right? Yeah, it does. (laughs) Yeah. But if you're standing on principles, and they could tell you're standing on principles, but you still love them and have their best interests at heart, they won't like it in the moment. They'll get all emotional. They might turn to be two years old. (laughs) But the next day, they're going to be like, wow, if I couldn't make him break his principles, nobody could. And so yeah. they'll see you as they'll see you as super strong, and they'll love you later. They won't remember or remind you, oh, you were so strong the other day. No, they'll make that decision, and then they'll go back to loving you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen guys that they be like, Man, I don't care what you say, I'm doing this, yeah. and then later on, the woman is all over them. Mm. Yeah, you, you've seen that, right? Yeah, that's why because they'd rather you be strong than to make them happy. Yeah. Because. Because being strong is what's going to make them happy, <laughs> ultimately. And, you know, a man of principle is a man who knows how to make things stable because you're never going to let those principles go away. You're never going to, like, build your life on something less than the principles that you decided is most valuable, your priority. So they'll see you as strong and stable. And and if you can be strong and stable in spite of their emotional outbursts, then they will love you. Maybe not in that argument. <laughs> <laughs> but later, anywhere from an hour to the next day, they will come back to you and be like, oh, honey. They may not even say nothing. They may not even say nothing. They may just come over there and hug you and whatever, you know. Mm. But they will fall back in love with you like that. Now, what's the difference between sticking with your principles and being stubborn? Um, Stubborn is about right or wrong a lot of the time. Okay. And it looks like standing by your principles. And standing by your principles could look like stubborn. Yeah. But it's your, it's your context for standing your ground that's most important. So if you're doing it, you're standing your ground for the good of the relationship, for the good of her, then that's not stubborn, even though you might be being stubborn about it. Hmm. Stubborn is your way of expressing yourself. It's not your context. Stubborn yeah. is stubborn is I ain't changing my mind. I don't care what. It's fixed-minded. It's dogmatic, stubborn. Hmm. But committed can look stubborn, but it's more about the outcome rather than being right. Okay. It's like, what's the outcome you really want to have ultimately, long-term? Okay. Yeah. Standing your ground, standing by your principles, 
is a long-term, mature, visionary way of dealing with life because you're thinking about everyone winning, not just you. Okay. So um, kids have problems with parents because parents don't let kids do everything kids want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Then the kids might think they're being stubborn, but really they're being committed. Yeah. And sometimes parents are stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> and they may not even know they're committed sometimes. Right. So is this making it clear for you? I think so. But let me give you an example about... Uh, I don't Go know if this, this example even applies to this situation, this conversation or not. But um, mm. there's a forum going on this weekend, and several times people ask me to assist on it. To do what? To assist on the forum this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I had already decided this is my weekend off. Yeah. So I'm not letting anyone sway me to come in. Yep. So I don't know if if there's a principle involved in that or what. Uh, Well, what do you think? Well, I think that, for one thing, I I swapped my on-call week at work last week with this week so I could assist on the teen form last weekend. Right. So now that swapped it to this being my weekend off. And I want this weekend off because I'm doing most of my weekends for the next month or two are booked up. Okay. This is a weekend to catch up on housework. Okay. Other stuff. So now that you said all of that, do you think you were being stubborn or being committed? I guess being committed to the plans I made. Yeah. But why did you make those plans? For my own well-being. Okay. So is maintaining your well-being being stubborn or is that a principle-based commitment? That's more of a principle-based, I think. Yeah. But the people that don't get it or not in putting themselves in your shoes, they may think that you're just being stubborn. Yeah. You might even be using the language of stubborn to take care of yourself. (laughs) But if taking care of yourself is your highest principle in this case, then... I just got to be straight. The only reason why you would be worried about it is because you're still being a nice guy. Oh, <laughs> okay. Which is why you need to go back to read Dr. Glover's book. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see, you're like, you're being principle-based, but they're, the language that they were using to get you to assist the hard work that they put in to emotionally get you to shift your mind is to take care of them. It ain't even about them. They're still going to like you and love you regardless if you say yes or no, but they're trying to get you to do something so that it makes their life better. Right, because they keep talking about there's breakdowns with the teams this weekend. Right. And I feel like I'm being selfish by saying no when I actually don't have anything else to 
do other than take care of myself. But at the same time, you're talking with women about this, right? That's true. And so they're over there playing on your emotional heartstrings, trying to get you to make them feel better by you playing with them. Mm-hmm. But you're over there like, I got to take care of my well-being. I need a weekend off. You didn't say that. You wasn't being straight. No, I didn't say that. Right. So the fact that you wasn't being straight, you didn't give them enough information to be able to uh, respect your decision, respect your choice. Right. Because you just sound like you're making an excuse when normally you would say yes is how they're thinking. Yeah. When if you'd have been straight with them, which would be practice for when you finally get into a relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, you need to be you need to be straight. See, straight being straight in communication, regardless of whether you people like you or not, is going to make them actually like you more because you're not trying to get them to like you. They can respect it's, that more. Yeah. Okay. It's counterproductive, but it's true. I mean, you see people who don't care whether you like them or not do whatever they do, right? Hmm. Whether it's a lamb or form leader or Whatever. They're doing what they're doing, like it or not. Right? Yeah. But most of the time, people still like them. Yeah, they do some crummy, different story, but most of the time, they do what they feel like doing because they got to take care of their own life. That's the end of that. Yeah. Hmm. So what are you getting out of this? Oh, that I'm trying to make sure people like me. They already do. Yeah. Duh. Let me give you another way of looking at this. You ready? Yeah. So I learned something. I don't remember exactly when I learned it, but I know I learned it quite a few years ago. Probably before I did the ammo form, but maybe just after. I don't know. Hmm. Anyhow, what I learned is that whenever... One of my attitudes, one of my philosophies is if somebody offers me something, unless I hate it, like, ick, no, forget about it, I will say yes. I will accept what they're offering. The reason why I will do that is because I want them to know that I'm not rejecting them. I'm accepting them and their offer. Because if you offer somebody something the first time you offer them and they tell you no, they're going to think that you don't like them and they're never going to offer you anything again. Uh, okay. But if they offer you something the first time and you take it, as far as they're concerned, they feel like you like them as well as what you gave, what they gave you. Mm-hmm. But the second time, I now give myself freedom to say yes or no as I choose because now they will know that I, I, I am willing to say yes to them, just not this time. So the first time I say, if I was to say no, they would think I was saying no to them. The second time, if I say yes the first time and say no the next time, they're going to know I'm not saying no to them. I'm saying no to their offer, which is not personal. Hmm. So as soon as you get the 
personal out of the way, which is usually the first interaction, then you're free to be however you want to be after the second from the second interaction on it. Wow. Never heard that one before, huh? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So never say no the first time unless you just hate it. Like you just can't be with it, you know? It gotta be like ick. And then you gotta explain, listen, I like you a lot, but I just I'm allergic to cats or whatever. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm not saying no to you. I'm saying no to the cat, you know, because I'm not like, you know, cats gonna make me itch for the rest of the night. You know, like, whatever, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but but after then, you can say no because they know you're not rejecting them because you are, you've accepted their their, op, their offer. There's a there's a concept that I come up called receiving is giving to the giver. Have I said that to you before? No, I don't think so. Receiving is giving to the giver. Hmm. When you receive something, which you're giving to the person who gave you the thing that you received that you enjoyed so much, is you're telling them they did a good job and you're really appreciative of them doing it. Hmm. You're giving them a pat on the back, acknowledgement. Yeah. So they get acknowledgement as you get the gift. They get your thank you. They get your, oh, that was amazing, or whatever you want to say about it. So being a good receiver is an outstanding relationship practice because as you receive, when you receive well, you're naturally giving to the person that you uh, receive something from. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. never thought of it that way before. Yeah. So what I'm seeing is that the interaction between you and other people, you're not looking at how it's going. You're only looking at how you feel and you hope you don't get in trouble. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So guess what? What? You're being selfish and you're trying not to be because you're all focused on you. It's all about you. Hmm. You're not looking at them, the impact on them, but only in respect to how it impacts you. Yeah. You know, this make sense. Yeah, yeah. That all goes back to the unanswerable question: uh, Do you like? Uh huh. <laughs> Ouch! And I'm laughing because you know what I do wrong now. Ugh, oh man, that's mine. Oh yeah. <laughs> what I do wrong now? Not what I do wrong. What I do wrong now? Yeah. Now, you know, sudden. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's important that you start paying attention to how interactions go versus worrying about if you did it good enough or not. Mm. You know, or, or, you know, right. You want to really be sure that the person that you're dealing with, you're engaged with. Make sense? Engaged with how? Like being present well, with them? Yeah, like looking at how what you're doing is impacting them. Yeah, okay. It's not like, I hope I did it right. It's more like what just happened. Curiosity is way better than worry. <laughs> so what would Curiosity, you ask them? Excuse me? What would you ask them then? 
uh, well, obviously it depends on the situation, but sometimes you're going to ask him nothing. Just keep your eyes open and see what happens. Yeah. You just got to get out of your, I got to get out of your head and out into the world, you know? Hmm. All right. Now what did you get me? Just that I always think that way, but did I do it right? Pretty much what I'm always okay. thinking now. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. All right. Um. Yeah, I just got to figure out, well, you got to figure out, or somebody got to figure out how to get you out of your head so you can start watching what's going on. Yeah. Right. You ever play poker? You know how to play poker? No, I don't play that. Got it. I've seen it on TV, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they're over there watching each other, trying to pick up clues to see what's going on. How did what just happened affect these people? Mm. You know, I just realized something. You, when you're assisting from now on, don't so much worry about how the seminar leader or the communication course leader, the SELP leader, whatever. Don't worry about what they send you as an email. And not as an email. What am I talking about? Don't worry about how the distinctions that they're talking about. I mean, listen to the distinctions, but watch their interactions. Hmm. So one of the things seminar leaders are trained to be able to do is get is is have effective interactions the first time. In other words, they might not ever talk to that person that's in front of them ever again, and for the rest of the ten sessions, so they can't worry about or think about. They need to come up with a new. They need to try them again next session. Yeah. They need to get it right first time. So they need to understand where this person's coming from, how to communicate in ways that's impossible to misunderstand, blah, blah, blah. Right? Even though they don't use that, that mindset, but they, they, they go for that. So what um, I'm encouraging you to do is to watch how the seminar leaders, the course leaders interact with the audience, with the participants. What's their communication style? What's their intention? What are they trying to accomplish? What did they actually accomplish? What did they say to make this person do whatever that person ended up doing, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent? You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, and I was just thinking about a, a couple weeks ago, I was sitting on a seminar Sarush was leading, and he was talking to a participant up at the mic, and like I was like, the stuff that she said, I was like, wow, I don't know, what would you say to that? How do you get out of this conversation, and how do you get out, and but he kept going. Yeah, I was like blown away with how he kept going and kept digging deeper and really got to a resolution. Yeah. Whereas my yeah. my yeah. thought would be, wow, how can I get out of this conversation as quick as possible? Hmm. Yeah, well, that ain't helping none. <laughs> no. Because consider the consider the likelihood that you're going to be in those kind of conversations sooner or later again, anyhow. Mm-hmm. So how are you gonna how are you gonna deal with that? Mm-hmm. Right. 
You know what I mean? How how can you be effective in conversations that are t- totally dis- uncomfortable? Because yeah. Yeah, if, you, if you avoid it now, you're just going to be dealing with that same conversation a week, a month, a year from now. Right. So if I'm you, I listen to the course leader, the person in front of the room, their communication style, what are they doing effectively. Mm-hmm. So let me give you an example just today. So I'm with a friend, and I go with him to the storage facility, help him clear out his storage a little bit, right? Yeah. And then there's a lady who is like the maintenance person. She's like the facility manager for the storage facility in Harlem. And, you know, she's fun. She's talking. And um, my guy, he's doing whatever he's doing. And we really do want her to hang around us because, you know, we want to have access to be able to do what we want to do whenever it's possible because the way their setup is, if she disappeared, I don't know how long it takes for her to come back. Yeah. So I'm talking with her. She's talking. I'm talking to her. I realize she's liking talking with me. So I'm entertaining her. I'm telling her stories. I'm asking her questions. I'm dropping bombs. I'm having a good old time. And she's like, Man, you all you do is talk. You ain't helping him at all. And then when she left, right? Hmm. And I went over to my man. His name was Billy. I was like, yo, you, you, you know I was talking just to keep her around, right? <laughs> he said, yeah, I knew that already, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was able to engage. I could hear what was, what, was, what was magnetizing her to stay in the conversation. We was having a blast, though. Hmm. I was showing her pictures on my phone, all kind of stuff. Because I wanted her to be there whenever we needed something. Mm-hmm. Whether it was a broom and dustpan, a bag, go to the bathroom, something. Yeah. Because she was the only one available to help us. So I kept her around us for a couple of hours talking smack. She had to go, somebody would call, she would go, and then she'd come back to us. She had so much fun mm-hmm. with us, you know? So the point I'm trying to make is it's not what's being said so much as why it's being said. How is it that what's being said affect the person that you're talking to like that? You know, I'll give you another example. Um, uh, Mr. Trump, President Trump, he calls people by name, you know, Pocahontas, you know, know, whatever names he gives them, right? Yep. He's doing it to distract them, to weaken them, to, you know, smear them. He ain't just saying it just to be saying it. Mm -hmm. You know? Your person that's just, that is trying to get you to assist with them, whoever that was, whether it's Jasmine or Laura, Lisa or whatever, they are try- having conversation with you in order for them to get their job done better. Right. But it may sound like they're trying to hold you accountable because, you know, you always say yes, and so they're trying to hold you accountable. But the question is, why are they talking? So I'm going to leave you with an acronym. It's called WAIT. W-A-I-T. WAIT. It has two different meanings. You ready? Yep. You should write this down, matter of fact. All right. Let me know when you're ready. Yep, I'm ready. WAIT. W-A-I-T. It's an acronym. For is two phrases. Why am I talking? Why am I talking? And the other acronym is what am I thinking? 
So now, what's valuable about this is that you can start becoming conscious of your thought process. Oh, yeah. So the other thing is that you can ask that question about the person that you're speaking with. Why are they talking? What are they thinking? So you can start getting a better sense of, like, where they're coming from and how what to do about it. Yeah, I have a hard time uh, understanding why people are talking about what they're saying, what they're saying. Yeah, but if you don't ask yourself, then you're just going to be left wondering. You're not consciously working towards it. I make up my own stories about what they're thinking or why they're thinking. How's that? Yeah, how's that working out? <laughs> not good. <laughs> See, I already knew the answer to that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this whole conversation is about how much that's not working, you know? Yeah. Again, I'm bringing it back to the fact that you're over there trying to, your only conversation with you is how to how to make sure that they still like you or get them like you. Right. Like, that's, that's what you're thinking. What am I thinking? I hope they like me. I don't want them to not like me. Yeah. And everything is, everything is inside of that, Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Yeah. So any conversation going in any other way is almost foreign to you. Hmm. Because if it ain't about you liking them or them liking you, what's it actually really about? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. Right. So, um, what are you getting out of this? Yeah, I'm wondering how much about what I talk about is driven by that. Is there any, time where, is there any time where it's not driven by that? That's the question I was going to end up asking you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all about like, 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 hope you like me, risk management, protection, you know, hope you like me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to start looking at every time I'm talking to someone to see what if that's going on or not. Yeah. Listen, if you broke that up alone, that would that, that would tremendously improve you in the world of relationships today. Hmm. Here's why. You ready? Here's yeah. another reason why. Not... No reason why. Here's another reason why. You ready? Mm-hmm. Do you know what women think a lot of the time? Yeah. Take a guess. Uh, does he like me? Exactly. <laughs> if you're thinking it and they're thinking it, then y'all just talking about talking to you, talking to each other about yourself in your own yeah. head. But somebody got to show somebody that somebody likes somebody somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if you're so confident... See, when you're really confident, what you're really saying is, let me see if I decide. Let me let me see if I like you or not. Yeah. But you're not there. You're not there. You're not saying, hmm, do I really like her or not? Is she worth liking? You're not saying that. You're just hoping you get liked. Even if you don't like her, you still hope to be liked. Yeah. Right? True. Yeah. And it's not even about liking. It's about being approved of. 
You may use the term liking, but you're hoping to get approved. Hmm. Like they approve of you. What's the difference? Um, liking you is a preference. Um, um, approving of you is uh, validation. Is are you good enough versus do they like me? Are they attracted to me? Like you're not good enough for you, so you hope that somebody else sees you as good enough. Like you're not good enough. What's your unanswerable question again? Do they like? Do you like me? Yeah. Am I good enough for them to like me? Is really what you're really saying? Oh, okay. Yes, you're constantly wondering if, if people will approve of you. And that's what makes you say yes, is so that they can, you know, yeah. they'll approve of you. Even if you're tied up and you can't really handle it, you'll still do it anyhow because you want the approval. And, like, I want to keep being asked. Yep. Like, I'm afraid if I start saying no that they'll stop asking. Yeah, but do you really want them to ask you or do you just want them to approve of you and say you're a great guy? Think you're a great guy. I want them to ask because that means they approve of me, not because I want to do what they want me to do. All right. So it, it having them keep asking is a form of approval. Yep. Yep, it is. You don't need any approval, bro. How long have you been on this planet? Uh, 44 years. When's your birthday? July. Oh, we get a chance to hang out for your birthday. I like it. So, yeah, actually, I'm going to be in Scranton for my birthday, I believe. Okay, so what I was actually going to say was, actually, I prefer not to be around you on your birthday because that means you, that you don't have a girlfriend. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> let, me do a, let me do a Zoom high five hand slap. <laughs> on your birthday while you with your girl, you know that's what, yeah. I, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay. So yeah, man, you got to get out your own way, bro. Hmm. You don't think you're good enough, right? You know, I was reading this book called uh, Million Dollar Consulting. It's an awesome book. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite books on the planet, man. Which is really saying something. Anyhow, one of the the things he says is the first sale you need to make is to yourself. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, I think I have heard that. Yeah, Yeah. first sale is to yourself. So if you're dating, you're out trying to be dating, the first date you go on is a date with yourself, so to speak. Like you got to approve of you Hmm. in order to, you know, accomplish what you want to accomplish. Yeah, it's just amazing. What does that look like, though? Um, what does what look like? Approving of yourself. Oh. Um. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh. Well. 
you have to see your value, what you contribute to uh, as a human being, as a person, as a male. Um, I suppose one way of looking at it would be to what degree do you leave the world better than you found it? That could be one way. Um, um, let me see here. Um, well, I will say dating, continuously dating will make that difference because eventually you're going to find somebody who won't think you're the bomb and eventually you'll catch up to their belief in you. Hmm. That's not something I would recommend to do immediately because it takes some time, you know. But, you know, that's, that's possible by the end of the year. Um, what else? Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what else could you do. Um, reading uh, No More Mr. Nice Guys is probably a good place. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should just start there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because I'm telling you, man, you will understand the concept of approving yourself. Because... Like, if you was in sales and you didn't believe in yourself, mm-hmm. nobody would buy from you. Because if you don't believe in you, then why should anybody else believe in you? Right. So I, what you said there, though, is I, that I caught on to is that you're uh, um, recognizing the value that you bring. Yes. You have to. Recognize and own it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm not good at doing that. I dismiss it all. Oh, uh, no. I don't know. It doesn't have a situation at all, but you got to start finding your own value. You got to start trusting yourself. And I'm telling you, that book, mm-hmm. what page What page you want up to? What section? Page. Um, Uh, page 68. How many pages in it? Two hundred. Okay. So. Oh, so the page that I'm on has the word self-approval on it. Okay, great. Uh, it's, it's in the middle of Chapter 3. Learn to please yourself. Okay. All right, so listen. You're on page 60-something, and the book is, has 200 pages, right? Right. If you sat down and had a test and you and you know you doing a, um okay, let me start that again um, how long did you think it would take you to read that book if you just read straight through uh, a couple of hours at most, yeah, so how about you finish this by Monday? yeah, okay, you got the weekend any day on how. Yeah, exactly. 
he's going to talk to you about all most of the blind spots that that nice guys have, and I don't think you've gotten there yet. Hmm. You know, he started to address them some, but he covers pretty much all of them, how to happen, all that. So, finish the daggone book by Monday, please. All right. And text me when you're done. <laughs> okay. All right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, once you get a, once you get a handle on the impact of not of, of trying to be a nice guy and the impact of focusing on you, because it looks like you're focusing on everybody else. Yeah. No, you're focusing on you because you're you're focusing on you and what's it going to take to get them to like you. Uh, it's all about you. It's all about you. You're a singer, and you're. You're um, singing in the, uh, you're doing the, uh, the scale, singing the scale. Hmm. And you're singing the, the first note. <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> you're being a me, 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 me. I know there's a uh, course leader, um, program manager for the TNLP named Mimi Thrasher. Hmm. You're a... Uh, you're Mimi McLean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Mimi, Mimi McLean. Yeah. In fact, maybe you change it in the um, your uh, assisting name tag to Mimi. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm trying to stop you. I'm a nice guy. Don't you like me? Yeah. Uh, that would drive people nuts. I already go by three different names. Uh, well, you could be uh, Eric. Do you like me, McLean? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Something you're having for now, but you, you really need to see your real value, not like made up value. I hope you like this. I hope people like it value, but like what you're really good at, man. Like mm. me, I'm a communicator. I'm a coach. I'm a writer. I understand relationships. I know how to get laid if I really, really had to, felt like it. You know, like, there's some things that I know about myself that is great, and there's some things I don't know about myself. Like, I know that I don't know. Like, heart surgery, uh, I know how to cook to eat, but I, don't ask me to be a chef. Um, I'm not going to do that. Um, what else? Um, I'm not a fitness trainer, though I know how to get in shape. Don't ask me to train somebody else to do it. No, not going to happen. You know, so there's some things that I'm just not good at. Marketing, technology, oh, my God, no. Uh, you know, like, I know my lane, and I know the value of the lanes that I, I, I'm masterful at, skillful at. Hmm. Um, I know how to play team sports and how to be a great teammate. You know, some things I know. Like, maybe what there is for you to do is write down the top 30 things that you know how to do really good. In fact, that's your assignment, in addition to finishing a daggone book. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, you know, I want that before this weekend coming up. In fact, when I want it is Monday night. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, you could you could do this before the end of the night if you did both of them, really. You already said you think you could read the book in a couple of hours, finish the book in a couple of hours. So yeah. if you gave yourself another hour, you could finish um, – you know what the list I just said. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. All right. All right. 
That's it. Now, I got, a, I got another series of questions for you. This is a topic that I wanted to bring up. You got anything else about that you wanted to talk about? No, that's all right. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we went we went in pretty pretty deeply on uh, Do You Like Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. All right, so next. Um, so we're hanging out Saturday next week, right? Yeah. So what do you want to do? I'm your wingman. You got me for the night. What do you want to do? I don't know. Um, I wanted to go to the Union Square. Oh, you want to do that exercise? Yeah, but that's a daytime exercise, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, when are you here? Friday? You come in Friday, right? Yeah, I usually come in like right before as the course starts. I don't. Hmm. But I don't know. Is the weather going to be too cool, cold for that? It'll be un- it'll likely to be uncomfortable weather, but it won't be. Hmm. Well, when are you planning on going back? Let me ask that question. Yeah, I'm going back yeah. Sunday night. Gotcha. So, All but right. then the next time I'm up there in New York is um, in May. Okay. Just, just let me know ahead of time, and maybe we can do that because I think it really is better if we do it when it's uh, warmer out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. And then uh, Friday, y'all start like 2 o'clock to yeah. 8, right? Yeah, two, yeah, 2 to 8, yep. Yeah, so um, in May, the sun will be out a little later. Mm-hmm. Right, it'll be a little warmer. Right? And, you know, it's better to see women when they ain't got no big-ass coat on, but it's better yeah. when you stand in there and your fingers ain't freezing because the wind keeps cutting your ass off. You know what I mean? Exactly, yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> and today is super freezing up here, man. It was windy. Oh, I needed a hat and a hoodie. Well, today, but um, but could we do that kind of observation in a club too? Uh, yeah, we will to some degree because I was thinking clubbing, but yeah. I wanted to know, you know, what what was your idea of what to do because I want to prepare. Mm. You know, I want to I want to like go to the place and be the right place. I want to you know, so I want to get a sense of like what we creating here. Yeah, and, I didn't uh, really have any idea about it. Great. So how about this? How about this then? You send me your assignment in on Monday, and why don't you write out also like what you would like to have, and then I could talk with you between then and Friday, so I could create it. All right. You know, because I, I know there's one area, for example, in uh, uh, this this three different areas in New York that are like amazing for um, partying, clubbing, meeting women. There is the Hell's Kitchen area in, on the west side in the, 19, in the, in the 40s, mm. uh, you know, west of Times Square. There's the Meatpacking District in the 14th Street on the west side. Um, there's um, the uh, Lower East Side um, area where uh, uh, Delancey Street kind of an area. So there's a, there's a few areas where there's like bar and club after bar and club next to each other, but you know, I know it's more than just, you know, if we going to go to a bar or a club. It's like, you know, I want to know what you want for entertainment for yourself, you know, so uh, so we can have fun. And uh, you're probably not going to get to sleep before, you know, say 1 o'clock in the morning. But uh, by the way, where are you staying at? I'm staying at an Airbnb on uh, 38th Street in 2nd. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, on the east side? Yeah. All right, so you're down the block from, uh, okay. 
Yeah, I'm nice. right near near the church where we're having the course. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Okay. But the one um, thing that I that I didn't think about at the time is that uh, they said no guests allowed. Gotcha. Well, that's all right. I'll, I'll be all right. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a couple of clubs, bars on. Um, they're not clubs, but they're bars where people do socialize on Third uh, Avenue. Hmm. You know, maybe you can go in there, you know, we'll see. Yeah. But, you know, give me your um um uh, ideas of what you want to be doing, what kind of place, you know, don't limit yourself to your imagination. You can come up with something that ain't possible, you know. It's all right. Yeah. I'll just trans I'll translate it into something that is, you know, it's all right. Yeah. So all right, good. So I'm looking forward to this assignment by Monday. So I can start planning for you, All right. and you can get out your own way. Because the sooner you stop worrying about, do you like me? The sooner women are going to be like, I like him. Yep. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Anything else for you, man? No, I think I'm good for now. Yeah. Good. Oh yeah. Mr. The next what? thing I'm doing is I'm planning my trip to London. When is that? That's at the end of April. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to spend 10 days in London. Mm. Okay. Well, I will tell you that either the third or the fourth weekend um, of April, I'm anticipating going to another book publishing workshop with another company. Mm. Um, and uh, that's because they got people there that, that that's willing to publicize you um, where, you know, you can get, you know, some, some real marketing exposure there. So, I definitely plan on going to that one, but cool. um, yeah, just thought I'd let you know that now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be um, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to say tag. Lost my train of thought real quick. Um, <laughs> what was the last thing I said? I'm gonna laugh at this when I hear the recording. What was the last thing I just said? You're um, going to the to the book club. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, so um. Yeah, I definitely plan on, um, you know, using the publicity to help me with uh, one or two of my books. Um, I'm actually looking at uh, publishing a second book this year, a smaller ebook. So I'm like, oh, because this workshop that I was at last week, this past weekend, it blew my mind. I didn't realize that, that, that um, you know, the, um, the uh, press release people and the uh, podcast people, they'd rather interview people that have a book coming out than people that already got the book out. I'm like, really? Oh, what? Exactly. So I got work to do, like, you know, quick. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to go there and find some people that could help me out stuff and, and some other things like that nature. But, uh, yeah, all right. We'll, we'll see what happens at the end of April. And then, uh, you know, when you go into uh, – London, that'll be a whole other story, but um, yeah. I'm looking forward to this weekend, bro. Uh, I yeah. wanna, you know, I got I got a couple of ideas on, you know, where to go, what to do, that kind of thing. But uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think we're gonna have a good old time, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll be your wingman and watch it work and see what's up. I wanna also one of the things I want you to put on your list is like the type of women you want to be around because yeah. I need to make sure we're in a club that has the type of women you want. You know, because I think you know. Twenty somethings is cute and everything, but I think yeah, no. <laughs> that ain't gonna work for me. So, yeah. you know, be specific on how you want the club to be. Um, you know, the audience, you know, the music, kind of like mm-hmm. that stuff. Again, yep. I, I got a couple of people that can help me find the ideal location. So. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. 
right. Well, that's all I got, man. All right. Yeah. Any last uh, comments? Uh, nope. Just time to start working. Yeah, it is, man. Do some work, bro. I'm just saying. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yo. Talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you. All right. All right. You got all it. Right. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.